Welcome to Asked and Answered, the podcast that answers all your missions-related questions. And with me in the studio today are Ron and Karis Pierce. Welcome, guys. Hello, Troy. Hello. Okay, so this question is about studying the Bible. We know that it's important. We know that we should. But because this podcast is about missions and the nationals, I'm hoping that you can correlate the two. The why should we study the Bible? Why is it so important? And maybe what we can learn from the national church. The first thing that I would emphasize is the fact that um, all religions in the world have one have, have an instruction book of one type or one sort, something that is either written down or passed along as far as how to live life and what life is all about. So you've got um, um, you, you've got um, the scripts in Buddhism. You've got Hinduism, the same thing. In Islam, of course, you've got the Quran. In Christianity, you've got the Bible. In animism, um, I found this out in Laos, um, there was, in, in the villages where they have animism, all right, and witchcraft and all this thing, generation upon generation would pass along a little book, and all the leaders, the head of the household, would write what they learned down in the book, as far as to how to get things from the spirits and all this sort of thing. And it was passed along generation from head to head to head all the way along. So they even had, and I held one of these things. I looked at it, couldn't read it, of course. But um, here I am looking at this, and you could tell all the different handwritings. You could tell how old it was, et cetera. And then the guy said to me, he says, uh, oh, yeah, this has been passed along from, I forget how many generations that he knew of, and this is our instruction book. Hmm. So therefore... Every single one of the religions has some sort of manual. Well, even witchcraft, right? They yes, witchcraft. Theirs. Perfect. Yep. Exactly. So Christianity is the same thing. We have our Old and our New Testaments. Now, what's the difference then? Well, in all the other books, shall we say, they have something in them that um, is is interesting, <laughs> is... Um, tries to be coherent, tries to touch all the bases, tries to explain to people in a very, very non-generational way what life is all about. And all of them fail, except the Bible. All of them fail at some point in various things because they were humanly written. Whereas the Bible was godly inspired and all written down for us. There's the big difference. And when a person in these countries around the world, when they all of a sudden open up the Bible and they see the lessons in it and they see the structure and they see the the wow factor of of the words and describing, yeah, that's what I was wondering about. This answers that. And this is why this is this way. It really comes together in their mind. And then they fall in love with it because they've been into all these other things and they weren't boring, but they sure weren't scintillating, Mm. shall we say. And now they're into the Bible and it becomes a book that captivates them. And um, I I remember one of my first times in uh, Burma, Myanmar, and I'm sitting there with three Buddhist monks. And um, we were talking about um, their walk with God. And I said to them about the Bible, and I said, so you have your own copy? Yes, yes. 
and they pulled it out of their little knapsacks. They each had little little knapsacks. They were still wearing their robes. Um, they were um, living in the monastery. They didn't want to come out of the monastery. They were born again believers, truly born again. But they left their robes on so they could witness in the monasteries. Wow. So here they are, and they had their little little satchels on, mm-hmm. and they pulled their little Bibles out of the satchels, and we were talking about it. And uh, still remember that the interpreter, the fellow who was um, the leader there, he says to me, he says, um, he says, they are really excited that you asked about their Bibles. <laughs> and I still remember thinking, why are they so excited? Sort of like we talk about it all the <laughs> time. And he says, they'll explain. So I asked them, I said, so how is it with you and your Bibles? What do you do? Every spare minute, every, every, every spare minute, we are trying to figure out all the various facets. And and this one brother said, he was an older gentleman, and he says, I have had my mind so cluttered over the years, it's taken me longer than the younger guys to <laughs> weed out the garden or something like that. I forget the exact word. But the idea was trying to get the bad thoughts out to get the good thoughts in. Right. And there was an excitement. So I would say, from my experience, that the excitement in the world around the Word of God is something that is... Weaving together uh, a family, and it's the family of God, and it weaves us together around something that we are unified on believing, where it's God's word bringing us together. And people would say it's the spirit, the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's true. And the spirit of God does bring us together as one body and all of that. But it's his word that we depend upon, and the spirit speaks through the word of God to us as well. So therefore, that's why I'm a real strong believer from watching what's going on in the world and the love affair that people from various religions have with God's word. This is the answer. This is what really pulls it together, solidifies their faith in God, answers their questions. Everything is going on in the Bible. This is where the action is. And it really is something to think that you, we have our Chinese pastors in prison, maybe, or, or over there reading the same stories we are, um, Vietnam, Israel. It, yeah. it really is exciting and unifying, as you said, to, to think that way. Oh, it is. And remember that they, they do their study in various ways. Um, a lot of people in the world various backgrounds, they memorize. They memorize it the same way as they would memorize their own old manuals from their other religions. And they will memorize the word of God and mm. they will write it out. It is very, very common that I, I've seen this time and time again, that to make sure that they've got it in their minds, they will write out the word of God mm. and they will give it to one another. And uh, I, I remember this one from China, um, this brother... He says, yes, I write out a page of scripture or a section or something like that all the time. And then I said, so what do you do with it? He says, I give it away as a gift. (laughs) And he would fold it up in the paper and very, very nicely done. And he would write it all out and it would help him in his study. Right. And he was writing it and memorizing it and looking at it and pondering it and, you know, all that sort of stuff. And then he would walk up to somebody and said, this really means a lot to me. And he would give it to an unsafe person or a new believer mm-hmm. or even older gentleman uh, walking with God. And he would give that to that person and that person would respond to him saying, thank you. It was sort of like the greatest gift that you could give. And he just loved it that to do that. Um, I've seen so many things over the years 
uh, of where people, it, it's, all, it's all around how can I learn more from the word of God. One time in Egypt, um, I, was, uh, I was out in the middle of a field, I think it was. Um, when I say a field, it sure looked like a field. People lived there, but uh, it was huts and everything of that nature. It was right at the edge of Cairo. And um, there were some walls built up with stones and things like that, but it was a field. And I still remember going in with my friend. And when we went in there, we were looking around and there were some Christians meeting together. So we got together with them, etc. And um, I was I was looking at it. And when when we talked about the word of God, because this was a Bible producing gentleman within the country, and uh, they had given this whole community, some Bibles, etc. And uh, he he went and up on a shelf, wrapped up, and this was dirty area, sand blowing and everything like that, poverty galore. And up on the shelf was the Bible, and it was wrapped in a canvas sort of, I think it was canvas or plastic or something like that, look canvas, and it was wrapped up in that, and it was taken down, put on the table, and this was a old, rickety, broken-down table, and put on there, carefully unwrapped, and he held it with such gentleness. And it was sort of like, this is the only thing we own that's of any value. Mm. And I could see that. And it was all protected and displayed that way. And um, they were so, so grateful. And so in our discussions, we, we asked about how they honor the Word of God and how they grow. And um, I don't think education was that good in that area, to be honest with you. But somebody was able to come in and read every night at their evening meal um, the Word of God. And they, for, they, they centered their activities around that. You ate, and then you read the Word. And they would be able to memorize it. I've seen that in India so many times around cooking fires at night. And when I would hear stories and I would see from a distance sometimes families that would take the word of God and read it around the fire, campfire. And therefore, that was their life. And um, that would be it. I think a lot of times, too, Christians here tend to read the Bible because they should. Mm -hmm. And it becomes just a, a daily, okay, check, I read a chapter. Uh, whereas the difference is around the world. And what we should be doing is getting deep into the Word of God, studying it, um, not just reading it to complete a task for the day. Exactly, exactly. Um, the, the, the interesting thing uh, I've noticed as well, it's funny how these things pop up in your mind, little remembrances. Um, one time um, I, I was in Ethiopia in the middle of nowhere again. I, I, I seem to live, Karis, in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> You're always in the middle, in the middle, of, middle nowhere. of nowhere. Middle of a so, field. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm in the middle of nowhere. And all these kids come running up. And we got out of the trucks and the van and whatever it was. And all these kids come running up. And um, we went into this little church. And it was a church that was mud walls, dirt floor. This is normal. And, oh, there were a couple of 300 people there. And you had about 30 kids, maybe 40 kids, all running up, excited, big eyes, smiling, happy, no shoes on, you know, <laughs> poor, poor, poor. And then they came running up and they sat. We went inside, had church service meeting, hearing testimonies, singing, yada, yada. 
So all the kids sat at the front, big eyes still looking, sort of like, wowie, wowie, wowie. And um, then the pastor, he gets up and he says, the children would like to greet you. So I thought, this is good. So they all stand up. They are repeating scripture, <laughs> memorize scripture. Wow. And all these kids, top of their lungs, it was deafening. <sighs> and they were repeating scripture. And this went on. It must have gone on for four or five minutes. What country was this? This is Ethiopia. Ethiopia. And they okay. were they were repeating scripture. And I'm just amazed <laughs> at this. Mums and dads in the back, I could tell. Biggest smiles. Here they were all new Christians within the last six months or so. And they were all just enthralled with the word of God. They got their Bibles. They were memorizing them. This was the biggest thing in their lives mm. because they used to have, I think, like one or two Bibles in their in their church gathering in the area. And uh, now they were having one in each home, etc. All the kids, their children's programs, their children's programs didn't have material. Like over here, we've got children's programs and you got colored this and mm -hmm. colored that and this page and this puzzle and all that sort of stuff. They didn't. All they had was memorizing the word of God. These kids knew it. And these kids were just reiterating. You don't think that's going to sink into their mm -hmm. lives in years to come? The Absolutely. principles, yeah. the, the lessons, the spirit of God coming into them through that. Oh, yeah. mm. their future is glorious simply because the word of God is getting into their little hearts at a young age. As usual with these Asked and Answered podcasts, I find myself being left with both um, uh, conviction and inspiration. Uh, and I, I pray for myself and my family that, you know, for a fresh perspective that the Bible is so essential. So thank you. Let me just, before we end, mm -hmm. okay, let me just say this. Um, people say... Um, a lot of times over here um, that people around the world, they're uneducated and therefore the Bible doesn't really do them much good. I get this a lot. Wow. Um, people saying, well, why are we giving them Bibles and they can't read? Uh, you know, I have watched this over the years that when the person is born again, even though they have a low standard of reading, writing, arithmetic and all that sort of stuff, they find ways to give the Bible to someone to read for them. And then they sit there glued listening. So many places in the world you've got illiteracy. That's true. And that doesn't mean that you stop printing and giving away the Word of God. What it means is that those people on the other end, knowing the power in the Word of God, will find a way. And God will find a way. And therefore, these arguments stating, well, we should only give it to literate people who have an eighth grade mm -hmm. education. Um, my friends, um, we are limiting God in his ability to open doors into their hearts and their minds, and they will find a way. Because once they are born again, they yearn, they crave, like Peter talked about, they crave the pure milk of the word. And therefore, we will at Empower continue to supply even to those who don't meet our standards over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. And and on a final note, it just reminds me of a story from China that you tell about a Chinese woman who was illiterate and couldn't read, and yet she could read the Word of God miraculously. Miraculously. And mm -hmm. we hear about miracles like that all the time. Yeah. Hard for us to believe a miracle of Latin nature because we're, we're built around empirical 
evidence and all this sort of thing. Every once in a while, yeah, God will do something out of the normal. Well, I just hope this podcast inspires everyone else. Thank you, guys. <laughs>